Welcome to the Podcaster's Cut. I, as always, am Joey. And I am... Uh, he forgot, I, ladies I, and gentlemen. His I'm George. George. I'm George. <laughs> Happy New Year. Great way to start it. So George, um, yes, my we're going to talk George. about some movies, but before we do that, let's talk about some movie trailers. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah! So guess what? Uh, so I I've watched only I I have more movie news than I do like one night like uh, uh what like trailer talks and because the only trailer I watched was a uh, one night in Miami. One night in Miami. Did you hear about this movie? It doesn't it's coming sound, out on Prime. It does not sound familiar, but awesome. I it caught my attention, dude. Like I, I saw a lot of like ads for like movie trailers, and sometimes I'll sit there and watch them. And a lot of times I'm just like, eh, skip. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Crudes movie. Oh yeah, my god, don't I fucking really, get me started even, on that Crudes movie. I didn't even like watch it, but anyways. So one night in Miami. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it came out in this. I think it already came out. I think it came out in, in Christmas, but it's okay. it's only on Prime. So I mean, I don't know if it's on. Uh, but what is it about, Joey? Oh, well, <laughs> it's about one night in Miami, baby. Oh, motherfucker. So it's a fictional account. I was trying not to curse, and immediately you made me curse. <laughs> you son of a gun. Yeah, okay. So pretty much it's like it's a fictional meeting between Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown. What? And discussing their roles in the civil rights movement. During the upheaval of the sixties, you know what's funny? This sounds like this sounds like the Key and Peele speech, <laughs> the speech, the Key and Peele sketch, where they have it's a play in a small little theater, mm-hmm. and it's Malcolm X talking to Martin Luther King, and they're like yelling back and forth, trying to like one up each other <laughs> yeah. to get the crowd's approval. That's what that movie sounds like. Oh, it probably is, dude. No, <laughs> that would be funny. Like. That'd be, this would be, uh, you're right. This movie could have gone either way where it's like, this is kind of funny, but this is also kind of like. It could be really cheesy. Yeah. It, <sighs> Who comes out in it? No one famous. famous? The, the director is Regina King. But oh, let me really? see if we knew any of these people. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Leslie Odom Jr. Wait, what? Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, comes out? Yeah, okay, no. That, that to me was like the Wait, biggest. no. Does he come out? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Okay, you know who he is? Yeah, he plays Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Okay, yeah, yeah, so he comes out in it. That's sick. Yeah, uh, Kingsley Ben-Adir. I don't know who that is. Yeah, Aldous Hodge. No, I only know one Aldous, and that's Hodge. And then <laughs> and, uh, Lance Reddick. The Chronicles of Reddick? No. Okay, oh. so yeah, the fam- <laughs> most famous person is going to be Leslie Odom Jr. That's yeah. the only one. That's the only one I, that's, he's not the first billing. But he's the first one I mentioned because I'm like, uh, he's going to be the standout. Yeah, most likely. Dude's but voice is dope. It, it looks good. It Does it looked, really? It looks really good. And I'm like, I might actually watch this, you know? I like, mean, it's on Amazon. Why the hell not? Like, we should have watched it as part of the tribute of the movies that we watched, that of movies that came out on Christmas Day. Because I think me. it came out on Christmas Day. Damn, really? Yeah. And we missed a really good opportunity right there. Yeah, I think I watched it on the 24th. So I, I think I ended up watching the trailer like the day before. Mm. So I guess it didn't really help. It's you know, it's movie watching experience. But anyways, that's cool. Oh, actually, I, no, I, now no. I'm gonna look it up. Cause I, I, I looked up. Interesting. The, yeah, I looked up the the what's it called? The poster. It says January fifteenth. Hmm. 
Okay. So, so it's think, January 15th. It still hasn't come out yet. Yeah, it still hasn't come out yet. Cool. We haven't messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that sounds good. I mean, I know that you wanted to do this like kind of a... We talked about it off mic where you wanted to be... You wanted to see who you who I thought would win this year with online streaming services. Like I know that you wanted to do like Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. And Disney Plus, there we go. That's the other one, and see who would win those. Can you believe that both of us, if not one or the other of us, pays for all of these services? That's a crap ton of services we pay some money on. <laughs> yeah, no, we really need to get sponsored. For so for me, like I think. The only reason Prime is kind of the exception of streaming services because yeah. you're paying for other stuff along with Prime Video. For sure. Like, that one is, like, a kind of a side thing. It doesn't even count. Like, the extra stuff you get is just, ooh, goodies. Yeah, yeah, Like, honestly, like, I get – I use Prime more for its delivery service than I do for its streaming service. Uh-huh. Me too. But – the streaming service, like, they have a lot of cool stuff. They, they have a do. lot of cool shows. They have a lot of good Oscar movies, usually. Yeah, and then, um, I don't know. There was that Kumail Nanjani movie. The uh, Big Sick. Yeah. yeah, which was awesome that they produced. That was The Aquafina one. The grandma oh, one. That's uh, I forgot right. what it's called. Uh, Last something, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't We're remember. We're making now. people mad Family right now. Visit. They're like, it's there. It's like, <laughs> but that was Sorry. a great movie, too. Huh? <laughs> that was a great movie, too. Yeah, it was a good movie, too. Uh, they have a lot of good movies. And then this might be another one of those that's on the, you know, temp. Uh, what's it called? What would you call it? The pedestal of, like, Amazon movies. Like, every now and then they crank out, like, a really good movie. Yeah, it's true. Um, Definitely a tentpole movie. Yeah, and then uh, what was I going to say? So, other than that... You know what? So, because of the holidays, mm-hmm. I watched a lot of holiday movies. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know, or I just found out, that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a freaking... Um, Christmas movie? It, no, it's a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know it was a Thanksgiving movie. I thought it was a Christmas movie this whole time. I could have sworn it was a Christmas movie. No. And then, uh, so... So I just found out, or I heard a rumor that Will Smith and Kevin Hart are remaking that movie. Yeah, I heard this a while back too. I I know it's in the back storages of my mind that I remember this little small okay. detail, but I remember nothing about it. Who do you think is gonna play who? Like, I have no who's gonna who? Do you, well, just by knowing the two actors, uh-huh. who do you think is gonna play the uh, what's the main guy? Not the big fat one. The John, not John Candy. Who? What's the other guy's name? I can't think of his name, bro. I don't. I don't like him, <laughs> <laughs> bro. This is a bad guessing game. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I, I I do like him, but he 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 plays the banjo on 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 stage. <sighs> he has white hair, cheaper by the dozen. Oh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Now, why did it suddenly click with the whole banjo playing on stage? <laughs> Got me. Okay, right. So, who do you think is going to play the the Steve Martin part, and who do you think is going to play the John Candy part? Probably Will Smith is going to play Steve Martin, and then John Candy is going to be, uh, what's his face? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah? I feel like it would be. I feel it would be a lot more interesting. I think if, hopefully, if some movie exec out there is listening, uh-huh. uh, first they listen to my Back to, Back to the Future story. True, true. <laughs> but first, uh, but then after, they should hear to suggest, like, maybe Will Smith play the John Candy part, yeah. and Kevin Hart play steve martin's part because i think we're all used to seeing kevin hart 
be you know that guy obnoxious guy you yeah know? yeah for sure kind of like, always kind of like street smarts guy you know i feel like he's just that's just his state of being <laughs> yeah it but no so i saw him in that one movie with uh brian cranston uh oh yeah the uh the upside the upside okay he played he played it very well like like yeah. a like a uh, serious guy absolutely and I think it'd be more interesting to see him play Steve Martin's part and John Can- and Will Smith be like the wacky, comedically crazy. outrageous. Yeah, like not even out- he's not even outrageous. John Ken is not outrageous in that movie, but he's kind of like you know uh, he's the way he- the stuff he says he plays like the things he says are outrageous, but he's saying it in a serious tone. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, like he doesn't realize that he's being ridiculous. Exactly. Yes, and that would be a really good job. I think Will Smith could really pull that off. Yeah, he could. You know? Yeah, I agree. That's a like, good point. And he can pull off like the whole like sentimental of like his wife being dead and stuff like that. For sure. I you mean, know? we he plays those serious roles all the time, so I think it could work. And, and he is silly. I mean, if you think about it, look at Hitch. And look, look at uh, Hancock. Both of those are kind of like silly but serious roles. Mm-hmm. So he can definitely do that. Yeah. You can pull it off. Anyways. I mean, Will Smith is a goddamn treasure. He is one of my favorite top actors, I think. What about you? What uh, Did you see anything, hear I anything? I mean, we haven't talked about it, but I've had it in the back of my mind for a few, a few podcasts now. Is How do you feel about this Constantine 2 movie coming out? There's a Constantine 2 movie? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? I thought I thought no. you would have known about it. Yes. Nope. It, like a while back. Obviously, if you know anything about the original Constantine movie, it was a massive success. <laughs> yeah. And the box office, it really was, though. <laughs> and like, it made like $260 million in, in the box office. Yeah. But critics just kind of bagged on it. And I'm mm. like, screw the critics. Make more of these movies. Because clearly, this was a cash cow. Uh, plus Keanu Reeves, especially right now because he's at the Shia height. LaBeouf was an angel. I mean, like, right now with Shia LaBeouf accusations, probably not the best time to bring <laughs> him back. But I will say that like Keanu Reeves is at the height of his career, which yeah. is weird because you would have thought that was like ten years ago. Yeah. But like he's got John Wick, he's got The Matrix, which mm-hmm. is one of the movies that we missed that's coming out on HBO Max. Oh, there's another Matrix movie? Yeah, the Matrix 4 movie is coming out uh, theaters and on HBO Max. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. But how do you feel about this? Constantine 2. Same actor. Same Same writer, directors too. Now you got me. I mean, again, the first movie, I thought it was good. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, lightning strikes once and it's great, but it doesn't strike twice in the same place. I mean, I don't know. I think think this movie could be a really good movie. And at the same time... So let me ask you this. I think DC is just kind of reaching. What did you like about the Constantine first, the first Constantine movie? Um, it was different than every other superhero movie. It didn't feel like a superhero movie. It mostly f- uh, fixated on the supernatural, and it did it really well. I think Peter's, oh, what is his name? Stromare? Stromgar? Yeah. Stromgare. I think he's Scarsgar? No, 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 no. <laughs> not, not one of the Scarsgards. Yeah. Um, no, the guy who played Lucifer yeah, yeah, was yeah. freaking amazing, and he's already said that he would come back. Yeah. Um, I think the movie was really well acted when it came to the important roles mm-hmm. like uh rachel weiss was great in the mm-hmm. role uh, freaking Agreed. keanu was amazing yeah lucifer was great 
I think there was like slight story problems, maybe. But at the same time, I think that given the amount of time that has gone by, this movie in our modern, our not current age of movies would work spectacularly. I think that with the enough budget behind it, mm-hmm. this movie, if they spend the budget on like writing and making sure the story is good, yeah. could be dope. It takes place in New York, right? Um, They don't or say. Or L.A. It, they, the first one takes place in Los Angeles. Okay. In the comics, I don't think they actually tell you where. Okay, so for those of you listening, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, this movie is really, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. There, the main things that I liked about it, George brought up a lot of good stuff. Obviously, the acting was really good, right on point. But for me, it was a, like the set design and mm. the cinematography were, oh my God. Like, imagine like if Bat. Now, if Batman was a preacher and he had to go into the deep, the deep underground of like seedy neighborhoods and find like the crevices of like the dark underworld, and like there's like you know wha- there's a guy who lives in a wax cave. How would you imagine that? Like they would, cu- it's on the underneath a bowling alley, and you have to like, <laughs> like throw a certain bowling ball and like. There, like stuff like that happens in this movie. Not necessarily that, but like there's but that a bowling scene. alley does come out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there is a bowling alley. Oh my bad. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's also one. There's also a really good scene where imagine a whole big ass street of uh, L.A. being blacked out. Yeah, and the only and then all of a sudden just boom of like dra- like he brings out dragon breath he shoots something that called dragon breath and there's a bunch of different bats flying all over the place no, he actually doesn't like, shoot it he just puts a lighter up oh he puts a lighter out yeah. and that's how it and that's how you see all the like crazy bat like demons in the oh, air even better and that was cool was because like he's walking toward they're walking towards the last piece of light yeah and it's it's a jesus statue in the in the window oh really yeah and uh all you hear is fluttering so you have no idea what the hell's going yeah. on and if you know nothing about constantine you're like kind of like what the heck we yeah. just saw a demon earlier what the hell are these things and then mm-hmm. he puts it up and you can see him such a good visual effect you're right man cinematography was great there's the that cinematography scene. the visual effects all that s- stood out to me sure. not necessarily the writing like what he talked about, what he said was kind of just straightforward, kind of like moving the story along. Like, oh, I need to get this, blah, 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 blah. But I think the story was good. Like, I know that I, there's a difference, right? There's a difference between writing a screenplay and writing the story. No, yeah. And I think the story was good. The screenplay just probably didn't like. But that's what I'm saying. Like, level. yeah, like whoever's writing the screenplay, they're doing the dialogue. Yeah. And I'm like, the dialogue wasn't that great. No. Like, it wasn't like, you know over the top but i mean maybe that's what constantine needs i don't know but for me i was like you know what a little touch up on the on the screenplay would be nice kind of like giving keanu uh you know something to work with plus he needs to emote more i think they when they did their first one he was kind of very like stoic stoic and he had that little bit of sarcasm but i think there needs to be more sarcasm in it and i think yeah since he's not practically dying in this movie, yeah, you could probably do that. Yeah, and plus he's I, he's gotten way better at his action, and I think the action could be great. And so whenever he, like when right now when you mentioned like all oh, the actors did really well, I'm like yes, they did a lot with a with a lot less. Mm-hmm. So like it, it it's good. I I feel like the fact that they bring him back to the same director and same writer, I'm like eh, but mm. I'm curious to see if they bring back the same set designer and I same mean, we're in uh, cinematographers so. yeah yeah yeah. 
Hopefully so who they bring knows? back those people because those people did a really good job. That's true. They were, I mean, the movie's great. If you haven't watched it, watch it. And I've mentioned this a few times. Like, dude, even Danielle liked the movie. Mm-hmm. She really enjoyed it. and that's She a, wasn't afraid? Yeah. And that's a quote unquote kind of scary movie. Yeah. And she still enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, almost like exorcism meets superheroes yeah and it's it's well done i think i'm excited and i'm glad because i think this is exactly what keanu's keanu should do because like there's all these other roles that supposedly he might go into the marvel universe because marvel's Mm -hmm. been trying to get him for forever to star in something yeah but he's always loved constantine and the story of that and Mm -hmm. i think that'd be dope plus if they did something cool with like sandman uh, like a crossover and stuff that'd be sick too i don't know dc needs to do a lot because as we know the DCEU is not doing that great. <laughs> yeah. And with that, should we talk about our first movie? Wonder Let's talk Woman? about it, man. Let's do you want to talk about Wonder Woman or do you want to talk about Soul? I mean, I feel like we just did a perfect segue into yeah. Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, we can't really do it. Yeah. Uh, once again, HBO Max, killing it. Thank yeah. you, HBO Max. Thank you, Warner Brothers, for taking this big, big old L. Because I know a lot of people are hating on you because a lot of directors are hating on you because of this. Yeah. Um, even uh, Patty Jenkins was a little bit. Annoyed with it. She, I was reading an article because she came out on another podcast. I mean, we tried to reach out, but she didn't want to come out on ours. What? I don't know why she didn't want to visit the garage. She said, who this? <laughs> she, she definitely said, who this? <laughs> who this? <laughs> um, but yeah, like on another podcast, she was mentioning that like she was miffed about it and annoyed, mm. but that slowly but surely when Warner Brothers was telling her like, oh, we want to release it on Christmas mm-hmm. and we want to do this for the people. And she was like, you know what? I'm happy with it. Because the mm. movie was supposed to come out like six months ago. They've been mm. sitting on this movie for forever. They should have released it. And uh, box office-wise, it did $100 million in, in a weekend. Oh, wow. So it became the biggest movie of the year. So yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 has got Beat that going. Beat it out, huh? I know, right? That's crazy to me. Yeah. I'm like, well, um, that goes to speak to how much Christopher Nolan really needs those box office numbers because <laughs> he ain't making money otherwise. I know. Fudge. Um. Okay, so as with all DC movies, I need to preface this. I am a huge DC fanboy. Mm-hmm. I love DC. I love everything DC. Comic books, uh, comic books, shows, movies. I love it. So everything I say, you're going to have to take with a grain of salt. Um, and Joey, on the other hand, loves to critique these movies. That's why normally I don't ask Joey for his opinions on these movies. So this is going to be a fun podcast. Um, how do you want to start this off? Well, let's start it off with the beginning. The um, by intros. Yeah, let's start it off with the intro of the. No, let's start off by the intro of the movie. Of How spoilery do we want to get? Uh, you know what, people? I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to get a little spoilery on it. Okay. We won't. We won't say. It's really straight. It's a really straightforward story. If you I saw agree. the trailer, you know what the plot is. You're really just gonna go see this movie for the action. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this right now. No, right now we're gonna spoil some stuff. If you literally stayed away from all trailers and then you still yeah. it came out on streaming servers and you're like, nah, I'm still gonna wait. Like, okay, <laughs> don't don't <laughs> listen to it. What were you what doing? Were you, what were you doing then? Yeah, Unwrapping yeah. your like twelve pair of socks that your <laughs> your parents gave to you. Exactly. So I was like, I so I'm like, you know what? You kind of have no excuse. I mean, you were on vacation. And and if you if you don't have HBO Max and if this didn't get you to get HBO Max even a free trial then that probably means that you weren't going to watch this movie regardless. Yeah, and you might want to just 
feel it out yeah. now. And we'll and try our hardest not to spoil major plot points. We will mention small little details here and there. But yeah. at the same time, like Joey said, the trailers kind of gave a lot of it away. Yeah, a lot of the plot is given away. So anyways, so just starting with the intro. Uh, the double just, intros? What was the first one? So the I, I call it double intros, and I think even Patty Jenkins says so. Uh-huh. Uh Because Warner Brothers is a little bit like, like, oh, I don't know if we can do two intros to this movie. Uh-huh. Because the first intro is when she's a kid. Right. So right? okay, and then there's the intro with her in the mall. Okay. So yeah, this first intro was the little kid. Awesome. I thought it was great. Yeah, I agree. I thought if I thought ready? it was a good. I okay. So do you want to go first or because I'm gonna go super critique on it. Okay. And yeah, go for it then. Go. You want to like bring people back up like? Hey, yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know what? There's this. do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I liked it. I liked the the narration i was like okay kind of introducing it and kind of setting the tone right that and that that's my big thing about this movie it's tone yeah it's uh you know showing her that you know she that she was not only like good as an adult because they kind of they in the first one they kind of showed that she's still learning and she's like that hasn't really realized her power and, but then they go back on this one and they're like, no, when she was a kid, she always had this power. But she she was it was more of like a attitude thing, you know, and mm-hmm. she didn't, yeah. didn't necessarily like wasn't the best yet. Right. But and they're showing that it started off even as a little girl, not just when she was younger or when she was a young lady. No, she was a kid in the beginning. In of the, the intro, first she one? was a kid. Oh, oh in no. the first movie. Yeah. Uh, well, they show her growing up. Yeah, and then she she's was still kind of losing versus people, and yeah. she had to use the boom. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yep, but yep. then now with the little girl, she's like pl- doing this competition, and she's beating out all these people. <laughs> grown-ass adults. Yeah, grown-ass adults, but she couldn't do it when she was younger, which didn't make any sense. Anyways, so. <laughs> she's good at running. She's not good at fighting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But she was good at shooting arrows and all that <laughs> stuff. That, like, she yeah, shot a lot of arrows. In combat, not, not her best skill as okay. a kid. <laughs> so then she cheats somehow. <gasps> yeah. I know. I've never cheated. Yeah, I know. Now, especially not as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then she figures out a way to to still win. Right. And uh, she's about to win the whole thing, and then they pull her back and say, no, nah, you cheated. We saw you didn't ring, like, a bell or something. Yes. So technically it doesn't work. And she's like, well, that's not fair, blah, blah, blah. And then they, she kind of learns about telling the truth. And, and that's kind of like her one of her major things is, like, th- she has the lasso of truth. Mm-hmm. She has to tell. She's compelled to tell the truth, and that's what gives her, you know, her major power, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, good way to start. Good, good way to set a tone for the movie. Like it kind of, yes. kind of sets the groundwork for something more. Right. It, it's setting you up to be like, yo, this is the theme of this movie. You're going to need to know this to understand the rest of it. Yeah. It's very typical. Yeah, but what did you think? Did you think the like, intro I thought was awesome? Yeah. Like if we were grading this movie just on the on the two intros, even the second intro, like ten out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Hands down, ten out of ten. Nothing wrong with it. I think it would it would have been a great, perfect fucking uh short film. <laughs> okay. I wanted more of it, honestly. When I was watching it, I was like, I don't care about it being 1984. Let's just be in this era and this world. Let's just do a full Amazonian movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's the thing that Thor never did. Thor should have just been in Ragnarok. No, Ragnarok. It's been in, uh, what's it called? I can't even think. Asgard the whole That's time. Cool. Yeah. It should have never gone to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Right? And this thing is the same thing. I feel like a Wonder Woman movie would be dope if it was just all in Themyscira the entire time. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I know what it's called. <laughs> um, 
and I think they did it really well. Like you brought it up, the like the moral lesson that she learns, mm-hmm. which empowers her throughout her entire life. Really important, really poignant. I thought the scene, the action was fantastic in that opening scene. Mm-hmm. Awesome scene. I, I thought it was great. And then following up the second intro, I thought the second intro was also great. I don't want. I know that they've shown less of that one, so I don't really want to talk about it too much. But I want to talk about it. Okay, go for it. You sure? Yeah, I mean, it's the first ten minutes of the okay. Movie. I think so the again, people that are listening to the podcast probably already watched it. So. Yeah. Again, set the tone, right? Cool. And then the second intro is the 80s. Now, I get it. It's It takes place in the 80s. But was it made in the 80s? Why is it so campy? Like, mm-hmm. like I was like, put the money in the bag. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, we better hurry up. I'm right. like, they, they turn into shoot them up. And I'm like, okay, I just saw her as a little girl, like, jump over, jump over hoops, literally. And now, like, she's taking down these guys. And, uh, oh, my God, it was just so cheesy, man. It, it, went, it, was, it set a tone for a very for, – and set the groundwork for a very serious movie. And then went with this really campy, like, kid looking up at the superhero, like, wow! There's yeah. a kid that literally says that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow! I'm like – But also, I am that little kid saying, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but – I get but it. No, I get you. I I get that. Like like you want to throw that in there where it's like, whoa, like cool, like mm-hmm. people going, yeah, like that's so cool. And I'm like, you you went from like a seri- like a Nolan esque kind of. I don't movie even want to call it Nolan esque. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, it's like if you went from a Nolan esque kind of movie to a CW like mm. version of it. Okay. Like you went. You went to you went from one to the other. And yeah, like, the tones no, they're, are different. They're two different kind of versions of of a character. Right. Or, and then I'm like, you're trying to fit this in this the same movie, like. So I was like, okay, so we're going away from that then, and we're gonna go into this campy kind of like, like Wonder Woman's kind of just doing like regular police work and like taking down the bad guys, I yeah. guess. You know, and and that's what and. I had an open mind, George. I had an open heart. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to see. I, I personally didn't like it because mm-hmm. you got me with the first intro and now you're sending me on this other right. way. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, hey. Like, like, so I'm shifting gears going to this direction instead. Sh- uh, exactly. That I had to shift my gears and I was like, all right, let, let's go. Let You know what? I want to see something new. I kind of feel like the first Wonder Woman kind of is like mirrored what they did with uh, Captain America. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's a Captain and, America movie. And I thought, okay, Wonder Woman eighty four is trying to get away from that. They set the tone, but then they're gonna shift gears and go down this way, right? With hopefully maintaining that tone. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. That's the end of it. That the only time you see that campy kind of side of it is in that scene, people. Wow. So you're gonna get that. You can so just know you're gonna be like busting a fast and furious going <laughs> like you're gonna be going up and down hills. That was the most interesting way someone has ever described the movie. <laughs> you're gonna be going up and down hills for the first like few minutes of this movie. And and honestly, I was kinda <sighs> I was kinda sad, George. I I was really happy with the first Thing okay, so did you the first intro and then the second intro made me shift gears, uh-huh. only for me to be disillusioned, like, only just to be disappointed again. 
Okay. Anyways, so, so that, and that, that's, that's just the two intros you're saying. Just on those two intros, that's what I got. Okay. That, that's, that's, and then leaving that intro. Right. I get that. So I think here's the question. You liked the first one, right? You liked the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, okay. Um, it's, it is I, – I agree with you that it is campy. And it's interesting because Danielle mentioned something about the movie. Like she liked it, but she brought up a point that I thought was really interesting that I wanted to bring up. And she was like, why did they have to make the movie so 80s? You know, exactly, and, yeah. and I and I get that. I get that like that campiness is technically quote unquote 80s when you think about like 80s TV, 80s movies, like it kind of is almost of a satire of itself. Mm-hmm. Especially when you talk about the 80s. Nowadays we have 80s parties and we're all kind of like making fun of the crazy hairstyles, the yeah. crazy colors. And this movie I feel like was trying to take that idea and be like, "Yo, this is the 80s. We're wacky and funny. Let's do this." And it is different than the first intro. But I think Going into this movie, what I appreciate about the movie is that it knows that it's a comic book movie and it does and comic books do that. It's one of the things that I think not enough people understand is that people have an idea of comic book movies being Marvel. That if it's not a Marvel movie that Marvel movies are comic book movies. Let me tell you this right now. Marvel movies are not comic book movies. They are movies. <laughs> yeah. DC makes comic book movies. Are they weird? Do they have weird tones from minute to minute to like to 10 minute segments? Yes, because comic books in themselves are like that. You know, when you look at a Batman comic, you go back 20 or you go back 40 years, the Joker was slapping people's faces, making jokes. Mm-hmm. Like look at the cheesiness of the Batman show from yeah. with Adam West. Like it was campy. It was weird. Even yeah. the original Wonder Woman was kind of campy and weird that way. Yeah. And and I think they wanted to do elicit that kind of emotion from being in the 80s. And I think they went too far with it. I think writing-wise, it, it does kind of go a little bit strange and it's, and, and it's awkward. But I think I appreciate it because I think I understand that comic books do this in general. And mm-hmm. I think that's what they were trying to go for. They didn't execute it the best way. But I think that I can forgive them upon, about, about that, I should say. Mm-hmm. The second intro I thought was cool because I love action. And I think mm. the action sequences, like the stunts that she was doing, the mm. way that it was choreographed was dope. Mm. I like the way that she was like whipping people up and down, like throwing them across the thing. Yeah. Like her like Spider-Man like moves yeah. were dope. I thought that was awesome. The boomerang. The diadem. boomerang uh, tiara, hands yeah. down. I thought it was awesome as hell. It's okay. total fan service. Like that's why these, these DC movies, a lot of times when people like bitch and moan about them, I am like, well, they're not made for you. Hands down, they're not made for you. Just like horror movies aren't made for people who don't like horror movies. Like, this movie's not made for you. It's made for people like me who care about the cheesy comic bookness of it and want to experience that. And, and yeah, it, what's up? It, no, and I'm okay with That's why I'm like, I shift the gears because I'm like, you know what? I'm open to it. Like, I want, I'll, yeah, I'll, no, I'll, I'm course. down to go down this road if that's the road we're going to go down. But yes. then you, and then, but then that's why I'm kind of disappointed by it. Because then later on, they don't continue it. They just go, ah, okay, let's get back to the story. Again, it's a weird, like, back it, and forth in that tone. I feel like, okay, uh, like like you said, like, they, I know comic book movies have that. And Marvel has did that with Captain America when there's, like, well, one, one for every guy. And you're, like, when he has Yeah, that, when he that, does that the little, montage. like, parade show thing. Yeah, and you're, like, oh, okay, like, this is kind of kinda lame. But you're, like, you accept it and you shift gears in that moment. But see how it does, for me, I was, like, okay, it shifted gears, but it's coming back, like, it's not, not necessarily like, 
what's that? it's not like this where it's kind of like it feels like intercutted you know that that's that second intro really felt intercutted like like let's just put that right there yeah no like i, I would have yeah. been okay with it if it was at the end it's mm-hmm. at the end of the movie no, i would have no. been like okay cool like that's a cool way to end bad editing <laughs> <laughs> like i mean i don't know how they who does the script or well no because then because the, that's where she finds the that thing the the item right so i don't think it was i think it was always supposed to be part of the story oh 100 percent. like it's this it's this thing where like i somebody i don't know if it was patty jenkins or somebody else at warner brothers that was like okay we gotta also do this whole thing about her being in themiscara like as much as i love the first intro and i think it was great i think that intro needs to go Really, yeah. I feel like that this in, the second intro needs to go because mm-hmm. the first one, like I said, sets the tone of like what this lays the groundwork of what we're gonna find out later on in the right. movie. And the, I feel like what I got out of the first intro is what you're talking about, like how like you can't cheat your way through everything. Mm. But the movie isn't really about cheating your way through anything. It's about making wishes and not being true to your like and not being not being able to give up the what's necessary. I feel yeah. like it, it that the moral of the first intro mm-hmm. doesn't coincide with the rest of the movie in a way. Like mm-hmm. cheating or taking shortcuts like she puts it. Yeah. I don't think that's what I know that that's what they meant by with like Cheetah taking a sh- shortcut to power. Yeah. And like making a wish is a shortcut to getting what you want and making it difficult, but it's not the same. Like I I feel like it's two different thoughts mm-hmm. with the same kind of idea. And I think the keeping it straight campy from the beginning might have just been like, hey, this is a fun kind of crazy movie. And continuing on with the with the rest of the movie being. What do you think of uh, Kristen Wiig's intro into the like to the whole movie? Okay, here's my thing. A lot of people on the Internet are enraged by many things about this movie. Yeah. One of which is like the CG which I'm just like, okay, oh, get no, over no, it. Oh, no, 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 not as Cheetah, but like Kristen I, Wiig. Just Kristen oh. Wiig, yeah. And like people say that, the other thing that people say is like, oh, she acted like terribly. I'm like, I don't fucking see that. Mm, I, I think she acted terribly. I think, yeah. I think her character filled the role perfectly. And yeah. I think both of the villains in this movie, I think it's one of the best times that two villains were used properly. They weren't executed well. Mm. They weren't done the best way possible. But I agree with them both being in the movie. Yeah. You have a twisted brute who wants to get power in a way that they want to become stronger and be known and mm-hmm. and want people to understand that they they to see them the way that they see themselves inside. Yeah. Right? And I and I agree with that and I think that's a great character. Yeah. Failed <laughs> in total fruition at the end. Um so and I think mind you and then yeah. the second villain Pedro Pascal's character like uh-huh. I think that was a great villain, and I think they made him way too cheesy mm. to make him realistic. Like I, I, I hate to say it, but maybe they could have gone a little bit more serious on his character, and maybe made him more like kind of Lex Luthorish, like mm. evil genius kind yes. of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being like I'm all crazy. Plus, his plan really didn't make any sense, to be honest. Like, yeah, he was just getting strong. He wanted to. He was he, dying, and he wanted to save himself. It was a little bit all over the place. Um. So for me, what I um, what I was talking about was like when Kristen Wiig enters stage or enters the movie. Yeah, they do the typical trope of nerdy girl dropping her books and people walking by and not doing anything. Of course, an '80s yeah. classic move. And then, 
And then Wonder Woman steps in and is like, I'll help you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow, thanks. I was like, there was way smarter ways to do this. Like, you guys didn't have to do this. Like, I I was like, all right, that's cool. Let's let's see where you guys take this. But in my head, I was like, you guys could have done better. This is Mm kind of... I don't want to say this because it's really uh, insulting, but it was kind of lazy writing. Oh, no. I mean... It was lazy writing. I There's a reason I said a total 80s classic move because it is. It is... I Like you're saying, you don't want to say it, but I'll just fucking say it. It's late. It's boring. Like, that is not a way to introduce <laughs> yeah. a character. It's been over-fucking-played. Yeah. It is the same goddamn intro we've gotten hundreds of times in modern movies, let yeah. alone freaking 20 years ago when all of these movies had the same way yeah. like in all the movies were like oh this person's gonna make this other nerdier person into a popular character like that's the same trope we've seen hundreds of times like make yeah. it better you can make the intro better yeah did it get me to feel bad for Kristen wig yeah because it's messed up no one wants to be like ignored like that that's yeah. sad but and then like and then like suddenly she's the hot one right when that's her wish right she's exactly like, i want to be hot i want to be wonder woman she said yeah and then uh Pretty much, I'm surprised Will Smith didn't play the villain because pretty much that was the villain. It was a genie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it, technically, they say it's the monkey's paw, right? It like, is a monkey's it, paw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty much, you gotta get you wish for something, but you gotta give something back. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's the it's the classic trope again. Classic trope with magic is like, ooh, you can get what you want, but at a cost, at a price. Like yeah. magic always has a price, and that's an obvious thing that I think works because. That's how it should be. That's how magic should work. Where like yeah. it comes at a price. Yeah. And and I like it, but at the same time, like you're saying, it's lazy and not innovative. Yeah. And then like there was what was the other thing? So back to the villain Pedro Pascal. I th- I think the acting was really well done. I think he did a pretty good job. Oh, it- I again I don't I here's what I mean. I think he acted really well. He played his yeah. part and he committed to his part. Mm-hmm. I think his character, like, lines and his, <laughs> like, emotions and his... What's the word I'm looking for here? Like, his actions, his uh, his wants, his desires. The thing uh, he wants to accomplish, I guess. Yeah, yeah, his goals, I guess. He, there you go. Like, his goals, terrible. Like, mm-hmm. they, they were boring, typical bullshit and convoluted it was hard to track what he wanted he wanted more and more power he knew who was dying so he wanted more and more help it's almost like they try to make it a twist yeah it's like uh, i think i know what he wants and i think if you if 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 what i'm thinking is what he's thinking then it's not good yeah like you know what i mean like that's not a good twist like it's not like please please show me something else like at the end of something different and then uh (laughs) yeah so anyways i think again did that he acted with a lot with a lot less. Like he, oh, okay. he, he had a lot. He he did a lot yes. with with what he with the little things he got. Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh, we want you to be like super. Blah, blah, blah. It's like okay yeah yeah. It's like well, what am I, what's my line? It's like oh, I I want this now. Like yeah, okay. You want me to emote like everything you just said in that one line? It's like yeah yeah yeah. Now go. Like what? Like, How the hell? Like it almost feels like for his character in particular. They gave him, like you said, so little. It's like if he was improvising mm-hmm. while all the other actors were reading off a script. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and then <laughs> and then the thing that bothered me too is like him out of all the characters is the only one that had a shift emotions within a scene mm-hmm. where he's yelling at this guy who's like, you can't blah, blah, blah. And then like he has to show that his, like to his son's like, hey, I'm not a loser. Like I'm going to, don't worry. Like I'm going to, yeah. he's got to be encouraging in that right. same scene. 
like he just has to like kind of fl- do these flip switches and um in in one scene yeah what no, you're right while everybody else That's a good point. you know care grows throughout the story mm-hmm. like Kristen Wiig she grows throughout the story she she you kind of see her build up to the point where she's like I want Mo yeah you know? and like and the logical steps that her characters that her characters make are logical like I can see somebody in real life making those steps like and being like oh yeah. I can't give up my what I want like no this is yeah. mine like I don't want to give up these powers and this this people wanting me mm-hmm. for my humanity. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about that as long as I have people caring about me and yeah. looking at me. And then also, <laughs> at the end, Pedro Brasile's looking for his kid and he immediately finds him. Like, yeah. I was like, whoa, I thought he was like abandoned in a freeway. Like, <laughs> I mean, he had a helicopter. <laughs> so what? He, was nowhere, <laughs> he landed nowhere near a freeway and somehow, <sighs> like, his kid comes out of the bushes yeah. and he's like, hey, I'm here under the underbrush. Yeah. I was like, Wait, what happened? Why did he turn into Sasquatch coming out of the woods? And like, it took him like 20 <laughs> minutes to get there. Oh, like, yeah. How far away was this like underground base thing? And why did that base ha- still have a helicopter with a driver in there just waiting? I know. Like, he didn't see this whole Cheetah Wonder Woman fight outside. But, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. dipping. Yeah, exactly. Which is not a spoiler. It comes out in the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, that's why I say like this movie, this is why I enjoy this. There, there's so much that I enjoy about this movie. There, There's a lot. And there is like, there's a lot that I didn't. Enjoy. There's a lot of things that I forgive, that I'm mm. willing to forgive because you, s- you suspended your disbelief. Yeah, man, lot, I mean a lot of stuff. So much, dude, and it's and it's honestly it's because all movies like you can't go in expecting to get like a like a really grounded superhero movie. Like Nolan o- did that. Also, this movie spends a lot of time in the romance aspect of course of the movie by the way Which for those is, of you uh, we're yeah. mentioning a lot of big points but a big part of a big portion of this movie is spent on the romance of the movie I, to hit it hit one of the points that people were really upset about and like that give people a lot of like unease mm-hmm. yeah the, everyone was so mad that like the way steve trevor came back mm. like they were disgusted by it Whoa. they were saying that like Wonder Woman essentially takes advantage of this man because he, because of the way he comes back. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, my, my, my problem with it is like, screw you. Screw you for having that opinion. Because yeah. I know damn well, if the love of your life was dead and you, got, if you, and you could get your love of your life back, mm-hmm. even if it was in a different body, you would do it in a heartbeat and you wouldn't care about those other consequences. Because... Because you love them so much that that's what's important, even yeah. if they looked different. It's like if your significant other got like a scar across their face, you know, or like got plastic I don't know, surgery. Man, that's a deal breaker for Ooh, me. Oh damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that sucks. Bro. That, that sucks. But like scars are in no new scars. <laughs> no scars. No scars. Guard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I think any, I think I think it's a little crap that people just throw in there to like rag on another DC movie, which is just like typical at this point, and I don't even care. It's not for me. It's not even ra- ragging on it. Mm-hmm. It's just like um, for me, it's like I it, this is like a Iron Man two. Mm-hmm. No, I mean you're expecting a big fight. You know the trailer show a big fight. You're like you see. I remember when I first saw the trailer for Iron Man 2, I was like, 
oh damn this guy's right. gonna has whips like and they actually made it look cool that's yeah. cool uh-huh. and then the cheetah one i was like all right let's see what's going on she's whipping through the you know through the air yep. oh and she makes oh by the way guys uh wonder woman can apparently do magic in this movie in this movie too she makes a whole plane invisible i mean but that's that's comic book related yeah i know but it, i didn't like how they just threw it in like they're yeah. like well they did it this. again for fan service yeah they're like I've, uh, I've only done this like once or twice uh, with a cup. I'm going to try to do it with a plane now. And then they're like, we got to get to Dubai. Was it Mumbai or Dubai? Uh, Neither. It was Egypt, bro. Was it Egypt? Yeah. The, we got to get to Egypt and we only have 21 hours. Was this jet can take us though. Might Don't worry. Jerusalem. I got the key. Every, every museum person carries the keys to this jet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was yeah. ridiculous. And they're like, we got to get there super fast. Hey. How about we go check out those fireworks, though? Yeah. <laughs> Which, mind you, cool. <laughs> I would have loved to watch that in movie theater. Like, that would have been so dope. Like, watching it in Dolby, hearing the yeah, fireworks yeah. go off and all the, like, explosions, that would have been sick. Great visuals. Not a really good way to tell the story. I mean, there's so many plot points that, like, are kind of are kind of left up into the air, and they're kind of just like, hey, disbelief right now, disbelief. <laughs> and, like... I don't care. Like it doesn't no, matter yeah. to me. I'm it, not going into this movie to expect for a, <laughs> a f- if you want something that is like hard facts, go watch an Oscar movie on on a on anything. I think for me the realistic. The only reason that I I had uh, this kind of like plot holes for this movie, yeah, is because um, what's coming up seems pretty pretty grounded and what has happened what what movie came before it which i think it was shazam right yeah shazam was really good and, and then here's like, here's the thing that i wanted to mention i feel like this movie changed i think the script changed as soon as shazam came out and the reception of shazam i think they went back in edited the script to make it a little bit more fun mm-hmm. and more like the campiness that we were talking about I think they added it because of Shazam. Mm-hmm. They saw how great Shazam did, and they're like, "Oh, I want to like capitalize on this." Mm. And that's not the point. Like Shazam is a movie about a kid. This is a wo- yeah. this is a movie about a woman. Like make it about the woman and like the realism and how badass she is. They're so, two different characters. So for you, would you change anything in this movie? Oh, I change a lot of things about this movie. <laughs> okay, I, like I really would. But you still hi- hold it in high regard, though. I mean, uh, here's here's what I say about the movie, right? I can't uh-huh. say the like stream watching in theaters or whatever because yeah, like yeah. obviously we watched it at home. This is to me, this movie's a solid eight. A solid eight. A solid eight. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. No, eight okay. out of fifty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> it's an eight out of ten to me. Why? Eight out of 10? Be- because yeah. yes, there's a bunch of stuff that I have to like cease explanation and cease believing. Okay, that's just a movie, especially when you're thinking about people that can fly. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. But well, I apparently think she learns how to fly in this movie, by the way. Probably. I know, which, again, makes me happy. Like, the tiara scene, the, like, invisible scene, mm-hmm. the flying thing, all make me happy. Because when I think I told you this. I don't think you remember. When we came out of Wonder Woman, when we came out of Batman versus Superman, I told you, like, wait, so Wonder Woman can't fly? Like, yeah. that's bull. Like, she can fly in the comics. Why don't they just yeah. give her the ability to fly? And I'm glad that they did it. And I kind of like the way that they did it too mm-hmm. with how like steve trevor kind of teaches her to fly mm-hmm. you remember this i do but i didn't like it i thought it was i thought it was it's like hey you've been a fighter pilot for several years what's it like to fly i don't know how to explain it 
Well, because like, um, I mean, it is hard. Like he's trying to do it in a in a metaphorical kind of a way, like what it would feel like to legit fly, and I and I understand it, mm-hmm. and I feel like it was a good way for Wonder Woman to realize that, like, hey, open your big brain, you can fly, dummy, you're super strong, like this is possible, you know. And it, yeah, and no. is it? I want to bring this up. Is it flying? Or is it Buzz Lightyear falling with style? Because they did it. Like, she still needs to use a whip and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I suspend more disbelief on whether or not in the next movie she won't be able to but fly. But it's still people. <laughs> like, because no, okay. she don't fly in freaking uh, Justice League. Yeah. Uh, again, well, I don't think she really needed to fly in that. In Justice League? Oh, Justice League. Yeah. I thought you said, uh, never mind. I thought we were <laughs> I talking like, about. She could use a lead. She could definitely use yeah, fly, fly in yeah. Justice League. But, but uh, so for me, the. I give it a 5.7 out of 10. And then it's some some of you guys might be like, that's kind of low. But it's kind of high depending, like, based on how I rate movies. Like, I've, I've, I've given a couple sevens and a couple sixes. But let me tell you why. I was going to say, I can explain the reason why Joey's is like this. Go for it, though. Okay. No, no. I want I want to hear what you think I... Uh, I gave it a 5.7 and I'll tell you oh no I don't know why you gave it a 5.7 oh oh, why you think I why your grades are so low oh why are my grades so low because I know that people I know people talk about how harsh you are on movies Mm -hmm. because if you hear the number you go what the hell that's jarring out of 10 that's ridiculous that's like half the points that's a failing grade that's all these other Mm -hmm. things but you're not thinking about it in the grand scheme of how Joey rates movies and how many movies that he rates at like Eight and nine. There's there's so little movies that Joey actually rates that high. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, movies that like me, you, the listener at home, that think are eight and nines to Joey's are sevens. Mm-hmm. So if you take that into account, a nine movie for us is a, so, a seven for Joey. So a five to Joey is really a seven in our speak. That's yeah. why it sounds bad. But realistically speaking, he is giving it a good score. I'm giving it, yeah, I'm giving it an average score, I feel, because I feel like this movie is... I don't know why he thinks that's average, though. I mean, I know he got a bunch of C's in, in, <laughs> in high school, and that's that's yeah, average. Man. And he, he told it back then, it's average, it's average, <laughs> that's a 70%. But no, nah, okay, apparently f- he's going a completely different is, way than college, and 50 well, is a C. Well, because, uh, I mean, you said, oh, I don't know what... Anyway, <laughs> I feel like it's an average score for me. Yes. And like you said, like for other people, it's probably a seven. That's a C. That's average score. I feel like I think if you're look, I think if you're looking for like an action movie, you'll get some of it. If you're looking for a romance movie where someone falls in love and stuff like that, you'll get that too. There's like a whole caravan scene that we didn't even talk about, yeah, where like not. she's like, you know, fighting people. Cool in a, scene. In a, huh? I thought it was cool. Cool scene. Cool action scene. You'll get that. Um, she doesn't really fight a villain. She fights like other people with guns. It's just kind of, for me, I always kind of want to see a superhero fight another supervillain because mm-hmm. like that's kind of like an even match. Especially yeah, they, they in drop DC, the ball there. Especially in DC movies where I feel like the superheroes are super overpowered. They are. And, <laughs> and I feel like them going against like regular people is not really fair. But anyways, <laughs> you get an action movie. If you want to see an action movie, you get a little bit of that. If you want to see uh, superhero stuff, I had clearly, we talked about it for like 10, 20 minutes about this is a superhero movie. <laughs> you get a superhero stuff. If you want to see um, a little bit of romance and kind of like a little bit of like, uh, if you want to see a little bit of a Christmas movie, it also oh really is there yeah at the end it's Christmas. Oh time. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to see a little bit of that, you get that too. You want to see some like ca- random cameos like the original Wonder Woman, you get that at the very end. I thought that was cool too. Yeah. You, you get a little bit of everything in this movie. And for me, like Iron Man 2, 
that guy like a 5.6 or 5.7 also. And that's what I'm telling you. That That's why I'm not talking to you, a, Joey. I'm uh, talking to the listeners at home <laughs> or in your car. This is why I tell you, like, just knock it down by two points. Instead of it being 5.6 <laughs> out of 10, think of it as a 5.6 out of 8. And that's that's Again, his core. That doesn't always happen with, no. with a lot of the movies. Sometimes I'll rate a movie really high and people will be like, really? That one? And like, yeah, I really liked it. Anyways. So I feel like this movie had a lot of stuff that everyone can enjoy. And that's what ended up being churned out by producers. It was like, oh, let's make it for everyone. Like something that everyone mm-hmm. will enjoy. Yeah, no, of course. And instead you got stuff that half your fans didn't enjoy and half of the fans were okay with. Yeah. And were able to, like George does, like suspended his disbelief. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of in the middle of this where I'm like... Kind of disliked a lot of it. I enjoyed some of it. And now I'm just kind of... I'm at a 5.7. The, the truth of the matter is... Is that none of the DC movies that follow usually... I don't know how to best describe this. None of the DC movies that are mainline, highly produced movies from Warner Brothers are going to be good other than Batman. Shazam was good. Like yeah, that. and a lot of people had problems with that movie too. Like it was rated really high for a long time, and then yeah. people came out and swarms bagging on the movie. Yeah, fuck those people. Exactly, and that's what I say about all these movies. Like, screw those people. Make this opinion on your own. I think this is a good movie. I really think that it's worth your time, especially if you have HBO Max. I know you're just sitting at home <laughs> rewatching The Office of fifty million times. Just give not anymore, chance. man. It's on Peacock. Well, I, you could still watch it. It's free. Peacock is free. Only the first two seasons. Oh, only the first two seasons are free? I think so, yeah. yeah. I thought everything was just free and you could just have to watch it with trailers. Mm -mm, I don't think so. Yeah, because I know Peacock is free with trailers. Yeah? Yeah, Mm -hmm. so you can watch everything but with trailers. I don't know how The Office works. Regardless, you're re-watching the first two seasons of The (laughs) Office over and over again. Go give this a shot if you have HBO Max. My thing is, at the end of the day, until Warner Brothers and DC divorce, I don't think there's going to be this great culmination of DC characters together. I don't believe that there ever will be. I don't think there'll be another Justice League movie, especially not with these same characters that we're getting right now. I don't see it possible. Like DC is all DC Warner Brothers is already trying to move away from from Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and try to like distance themselves. Like, mm. okay, distance yourselves, but at the same time, get better writers. Because hands down, I'm sorry, Jeff Johns was a great uh, comic book writer. He sucks at making movies. Yeah, he's just terrible. He can't do it. It's a, it's a whole another animal, and you, I feel like. And the same thing goes for uh, Zack Snyder. Like Zack Snyder, I'm sorry, some of your movies are good, some of the other movies are really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, move on, go do something else because you're not you're not making good comic book movies right now. Like, it's not it's not mm-hmm. happening for you, bro. The same yeah. thing kind of goes for Goyer. Goyer, you were cool when Christopher Nolan was there. I'm making so many <laughs> goddamn enemies. When I say like, yeah. and I feel bad, but at the same time, like, you know what? I want there to be better DC movies. I mm. want there to be a legit competition to Marvel movies. Isn't that kind of hard? I feel like you, like you said, like you're a diehard fan. So you kind of mm-hmm. like, we've said this phrase a lot, but suspend your disbelief on a lot of stuff or mm-hmm. you're willing to like hold regard. You're like, mm, I'll overlook that. Isn't that kind of hard for, at least for me, mm. that's how I feel with 
a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, mm. and I feel like that it's Star Wars movies. I, I love Star Wars. Right. I can never rate a Star Wars movie because I'm like, I like them all. I'm sorry, like mm-hmm. lightsabers, all space. That that's my jam. Yeah. I really can't rate them, and I never do. But, um, for that, I can never say like, oh, I hope you know Disney leaves fucking uh, Star Wars. Because I'm like, they're actually making them and I kind of want to keep watching them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't say, that's why it's kind of, for me, I feel, or at least for a lot of people, I when people say like, oh, I can't wait for Warner Brothers to leave DC so that way, you know, they can make some really good movies. Like, I mean, what if like they don't? Like, what if no one picks it up? They're like, ooh, radiation, not going to make any DC movies. Then this is, th- then that's what we get. That's what we get for not appreciating the movies that we were getting, even though they were box office hits. And you know what? At the end of the day, I always, one, have comic books. Two, have DC shows, TV shows, animated and non-animated. And then three, I have the animated movies. We were talking about it off mic. Mm. Batman Hush, you didn't say if it was good, but I, I know right off the top of my head, you thought it was good. That was okay. Yeah. And like when we watched freaking The Killing Joke, that was dope as well. That was really good. Like... I don't care. At the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal to me yeah. if there's no more DC live action movies. I hope the Batman's good. I hope Suicide Ooh. Squad's good. Yeah. I hope the Constantine movie that comes out is good. Like, I am. I will be there. Yeah. Warner Brothers, Same DC. Here. I will be in that seat when we're allowed to be in those seats. And at home, I will be there and I will buy those movies because those are the only movies I technically buy at this point. And we may or may not rate or watch. Uh, Zack Snyder Justice League. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. I'll be honest. Do you want to compare it? Yeah, I'm down. Okay, cool. Anyways. Do you want to watch the uncut version of of Josh Whedon's? <laughs> Do all three of them? Wait, there's an uncut. Yeah, there's the director's cut of Justice League too. Shut up. Yeah, I think so. It's not. It's not any better. They add like 30 more minutes. I think I haven't mm. actually watched the whole thing. I Although I will say, the director's cut of Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, the longest title in history. Is actually really good. I watched that one, yeah. I thought it was better than the original one. Mm, interesting. Um, I hope I Zack Snyder's movie is good, but yeah. we'll see. It, so now, do you want to move on or do you want to stay on this? Um, I think we probably should move on. We've been talking about it a lot, but I will say this. Okay. Last words. Final words. I think Wonder Woman was a great movie. I do. I really do think it was a great movie. I think it was a great movie for what I needed in the time. And what we all need at this time, a little mm-hmm. bit of cheesiness, a little bit of funny. And especially, it's just a good movie to just kind of laugh at once in a while, like the craziness is going on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we put more, like, I, I don't want to stand on the, I don't want to be weird and awkward by putting myself or standing on the soapbox. But I think we need more female leads like like this. And I think that we should support movies like this that feature female we- leads and female villains. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. So that's what I say. Okay. Support this movie. All right. So, another movie came out this Christmas Day, and it was Soul, and it came out on Disney Plus, and we, that's why we chose these two movies, because they're like, they're both coming out, it's like two streaming services going up against each other, it happens almost every Christmas on the, like in theaters, most people don't really realize it, that it's an actual competition to get your money and see, see that movie, like, let's see which one makes it on Christmas, you know, and Soul, to me, could have been funnier. I laugh. I laughed. There was a lot of parts where I laughed, and I, and I, but I kind of wanted for okay. So, you know what? What's the funniest Pixar movie for me? Uh, Can you guess? Can you, let me think. Uh, up, up. 
<laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know that the movie makes you cry. It makes us all <laughs> yeah. cry. Um, funniest Pixar movie? For some reason, I want to say Ratatouille. No, but it's a close second. Okay, what's your oh, first? Like, the, of the funniest ones, I feel like it's Monsters, Inc. Okay, that's fair. Did you hear them making another one? Another Monsters, Inc.? A third one? Yeah. Why didn't you bring this up in the, at the top just, of the... I, <laughs> I, I totally forgot and I remember right now. I don't know if it's a movie or a TV show or what they're doing, but it's called Monsters at Work. And it's going to follow Ooh. a side character that kind of has run-ins with um, Mike and Sully. Yeah. I thought that one was like at the top of funny. Like, yeah. Like they have underappreciated. A lot of, yeah, really underappreciated, but well, actually, I don't know. I, I personally, like, it's, I forget that that movie exists sometimes. Yeah. When it came out, I didn't like it. Like, I think a lot of people, I think it got overshadowed by Finding Nemo. Yeah, for sure. I think time. they came out at the same time. Yeah. And, I have a and, list uh, I can double check. Finding, Finding Nemo, to me, wasn't as funny, but Monsters, Inc. was super funny. And uh, I don't know, like, Toy Story 2 was also funny. Anyways, Soul, to me, was kind of funny. It kind of like went back and forth between funny and kind of serious, kind of like how Inside Out did. Okay. And it written it, and directed by the same guy, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I think Peter it was Doctor. Peter Doctor, yeah. And I think it kind of has the same kind of feeling, and and it makes no surprise that it was made by the same dude. Yeah. Like, Once I found that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like it could have been funnier, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all the way through. Like. From beginning to end. What about you? I <sighs> hated it. I'm extremely disappointed by this movie. Wow. I think I was way more jazzed about it than you were when we started off. Because I remember when I brought it up, I was like, oh, Soul's coming out. And you were like, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> it's Pixar. It's going to be good. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. And now I'm just like, I don't know where I stand on this movie. Really? I think this movie, at best, mm-hmm. for me, is a seven. Wow, and I don't really go that low, and I, like honestly, that's being nice. You know, I want to go I like six point five on this movie. I should have mentioned that to uh, to the listeners too. For a George, uh, you know how you for DC movies you you have to up it two for mm-hmm. DC movies for George, you have to bring it down like one and a half, maybe possibly. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think a solid one would be good. I a think solid like one? for every, I think moving away from like I know we're going back and forth, but real quick, like if it's not me, I think Wonder Woman critique wise is at least a seven yeah i think it's a seven but anyways anyway. soul i think giving it a seven for me is nice i honestly i want to go lower but i'm afraid people will be mad at me <laughs> no i'm with you i, I give it a 7.1 i think it's like a 6.5 7.1 and got the point one because i'm like it just has that kind of extra like you don't want to give it a just a seven and you don't want to bring for me i didn't want to give it lower than a seven because it it made me laugh. It it pulled at my heartstrings. It oh, kinda, really? It kind of made me think about stuff, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> think about death? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> What you're doing with your life? It was just like very good uh, mythology mm. too. It was just like, it, it kind of like, <clears throat> if, you, if someone was making a book about like the soul and like a mythology behind yeah. the soul, like... Who who works at the who how is a soul constructed? Yeah, uh, where all this comes from? Okay, it, are there people who manage this? Is there like the the mythology of it all is very well done. Like, all right. there's workers, there's clerk, there's clerical work involved. There's uh, yeah. there's different uh routes to take. There's abacuses. Um, there's abacuses, <laughs> <laughs> and there's also like stuff that's hidden within within these worlds that people don't see. Right, and then also like um. 
I don't know. It's just one of those things where soul crushing, like, is actually, like, there's a visual for it. Mm. And then also the whole thing about being in the zone, like, that's oh, when yeah. you feel your soul. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that. I've been in moments where, like, because uh, I, I play instruments. and like, <gasps> What? When you, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you play an instrument, you're in the zone. Like, you literally shut everything out and you kind of, like, out of body, you know? No, I, I I totally understand that. I love playing video games. I, I was I edit <laughs> I edit a lot of things. Like, yeah, I'm not musically inclined, sure, yeah. whatever. But like throw me a video game and watch me just completely ignore the entire world or like put me in front of a photo that I need to edit and bye bye. Yeah. Imagine like if you're playing video games, imagine like you're playing I'm trying to think of a really game oh imagine like you're playing Call of Duty mm. and you just like Headshot, 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 yeah. headshot. Everywhere you go, boom, 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 boom. And you're like, oh, my God, I, yeah. I can't stop playing. And then, like, if someone snaps you out of it, like, hey, I'm not talking to you. Like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. you, you're you out of the – you're you're in that zone. You're, like, almost – No, yes, I understand what the zone is, Joy. I'm surprised that they didn't have that, though. Like, some guy – Right. Call of Duty, playing Call of Duty. Like like that, honestly, zone. that's a really good point. Like, that instantly would have hit people differently because of how many people probably have been doing that during quarantine and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I agree with everything you are saying. Yeah. I agree with like that they, the mythology and the lore that they built is great. Mm-hmm. But I think they doubled down and went so many weird directions that I think they failed. Okay. I think it suffers from the exact same things that Wonder Woman suffered, where they couldn't decide on what the hell the meaning of the movie was. Because, and here's the other problem with the movie. My biggest problem, my biggest letdown on this movie is that when it was marketed and i feel like i can say this without being a little bit like without being too controversial i feel like it was marketed as black culture and i feel like it was marketed to be like this is about music and we're finally gonna have a a black lead in an animated movie other than princesses and the frog Mm -hmm. and like we're gonna hit hard on this one this is gonna be the coco what i coco was for the latinx community this is gonna be for the black community and I feel like it was marketed that hardcore. Like we got Jamie really? Fox. Yeah, I dude, I remember when it first came out. It was all about the music, and it was about like giving like, like almost putting them ahead. Because when this trailer was released, it was that like the height of understanding like what everything was going on in the world. Yeah. And when I watched this movie, I got none of that. I feel like they tore us to shred. Tore us to shreds. They tore the community to shreds, and they tore everything of my expectations away. And and. I can move past that. I can move past that you didn't want to, you didn't do that, that you decided to get this character and turn him into a soul and like you had your own idea of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you didn't even make an original story. Like this is literally a version of Inside Out. This is like Inside Out 2 before the soul. Mm. Inside Out 2, Inside Out was for the mind and this one's for the soul. Like, okay, cool, I guess. But at the yeah. same time, like, and in the fact that Peter Doctor also did this movie, I'm like, bro, what are you, a one-trick pony? <laughs> like, and that's saying that's sad because like he has other good movies. He, I think he even worked on Monsters Inc. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty sure he did. Um, I think that's one of the ones I looked up when I saw it. But like, it sucks because like all those things that you said are great, but they were so secondary, mm-hmm. and none of the like none of the real cool things that they could have done with it actually happened. And instead, we're just taking on this, like, long journey of, like, trying to get him to to perform. And I understand that that is, like, a huge thing for him. And that mm-hmm. is, like, his driving goal. Yeah. But it seems so weak. 
and even like as a person who loves music right yeah you have a reason why you love music his mm-hmm. music like his, the, his reason was because he watched jazz with his dad yeah and they didn't say like why how his dad died they didn't give you really any emotion to build that up as to why that hit him so hard other than like i was moved like okay bro like i can say that like yo i ate a pizza the other day i was moved like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything to me you can't you can't just say it there's a especially with an animated movie like you you have to show it like like we talked about animated movies like three weeks ago like yeah those movies elicit emotion through their characters and all i got off this dude the entire time was he was a whiny bratty selfish guy and like i kind of almost feel like yeah you deserve dying bro jeez yeah because like honestly <laughs> he was kind of a dick he was a douche and like i had an when argument. was he a dick why was he a dick no when when was he a dick yeah at the end when he like yells at her it's like oh it's my body like the whole time like you're only feeling this way because of me you're only feeling yeah. this way because of me like yo that's selfish as hell bro like mm-hmm. you're not even giving this soon to be person like yeah. personality a chance like wh- where's where is your compassion there was no compassion in this guy like clearly when they're in that like after world like the pre-world this dude did not go through the cap, the compassion freaking building. I think he did have some compassion. I think you see it in like different things, like that they don't really mention, like the fact that he was tutoring that one kid and kind of encouraging her. Like, and even oh. then, they didn't really show it though. Like, and he was just like, "Oh, send her away." Like he didn't even care. Well, I think it's one of those things where he kind of knew, it's like, "Oh, just send her away. She's gonna come back." Like, she, I he, yeah, he sees it in her. He's like, yeah. she loves music. She's not gonna give it. And up. I get that, but you don't, you don't like. You don't do that. Like, as a person who has helped so many, like, has been around education for so long, you yeah. don't push people away and be like, oh, they'll come back. Like, no, bro. You either get them right then and there, enthralled in what they want, and mm-hmm. ensure that they, they follow what they actually want, mm-hmm. or you're just going to be a dick about it. Like, what's well, the point? I mean, sometimes you got to let them spread their wings and be like, all right, fly off the nest and come back. I agree. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you're not, you're kind of just, that's why I'm saying it's selfish, because you're not putting others in front of yourself. Mm. And, and, this movie kind of just did that. It didn't really. I think uh, so. For me, I felt like the only reason he was acting like this, he had one, he he finally focused on a goal. He's like, yeah. "Dude, I'm there. I'm at the finish line. Right. I'm gonna get there." And I I I have this, you know, with whatever her name was. I have a concert mm-hmm. with her. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. I finally got it in. Like like the guy is like, "Dude, the only reason I love music is because you taught it to me. Like I I'm giving you the shot because you gave me this newfound love of it." I mean, and but then, was it her? It wasn't even her. It was some no, random. Was some him, other. him, the the drummer guy. He says, "Oh that about yeah, the okay, okay." You're talking about that kid. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh, he's like, that's why I'm giving you the shot." And then she's like, "Oh yeah, come through." Yeah, like let's let's play teach. And then he's like, "Yes, finally, I'm gonna do this. I'm, I'm I don't care what anybody says. Like I'm, like he had a chance to have a full time job, but he's like, mm-hmm. nah, I'd rather just go do this because I love music that much." Right. His mom's discouraging. I feel like a lot of us can feel that sometimes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> And uh, you know he's being selfish because he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done teaching. I'm, I'm over it. You know, like, and then, <laughs> but he doesn't even say that. And like, no, I know he's not even say- a big thing for him. <laughs> he, 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 yeah. I mean, he doesn't say it, but it's, you can kind of see it with like, I really, do- he's kind of already struggling with the idea of like, am I really gonna teach for the rest of my life? And then he's at the finish line and he dies, and he's like, oh, fuck, like damn it like i was there i had it you know i had it in my hand yeah and like the only way you can get out of here or the m- way you might be able to get out of here is if you teach right and he's like oh my god the one thing i don't want to do yeah and then so he ends up 
showing her he ends up being a teacher the yeah, whole mentor. day <laughs> huh he's like a mentor a mentor yeah <laughs> and then like he even when she's in his body like he has to mentor her i'm like okay this is what you do as a human this is what yeah. you're doing blah blah, blah. of course yeah. and then finally they get back he gets another ch- chance or i think there's a moment where he's like sorry man you're dead and he has to he has to accept that he died he goes and gets her back right yeah gets her back and he has to give up everything he's worked for. He has to, he's realized his mistake and he's realized that like teaching is about giving that to other people. Yeah. Like letting them like, dude, like it's going to be hard. Right. And you're going to feel broken down, but it's worth it. Like it's totally worth it. Like finding, finding that soul, finding that thing that gets you in the zone, get, makes you find your soul. Mm-hmm like is totally worth everything mm-hmm. that you go through. And that's why she has to teach that person. And then when they're falling down and he's like, like, it's okay. Like, like, yeah, well, go he, live your life or whatever. He, yeah. He's like, I lived mine. He's like, it sucks that I messed it up by doing something. I didn't even want to do in the beginning, but like, or that I didn't want to do, like mm-hmm. I didn't pursue it more like selfishly or like do what I wanted. Yeah. And then, um, and find out what happens. Like, does he really die? Or does it, yeah. or is it a to- true Disney? Does mm-hmm. he come back? But it's one of those things where it's like, that's why I was like, you know what? That's that's a really good message for people where it's like, you know, especially people who are ambitious or who are like, especially now are like kind of like just stuck in this one place and I can't, right. there's nothing for me to do. And some people have been, that ha- this whole quarantine stuff has like been, this has brought the, that out of them. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, I learned how to eat. Pa- I heard, I learned how to make pasta. I love cooking. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no clue how much I love cooking now. Right. Like, I made an Instagram page. Follow me. Like, oh god. Like, yeah. Like us, we love movies. <laughs> we start start doing doing this, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you know, it's it's a very encouraging movie, and it takes you down this guy's road. For me whether it was i didn't re- i guess i didn't really read between the lines of the marketing where it was going to be like a, yeah uh like a coco-esque a, movie coco-esque movie where it's going to go about you know people's like ethnicity mm-hmm. and like traditions I, I didn't really get to see that i just saw it as about a guy who loved music and and i, I guess that's how i saw it and then i didn't and then really, you didn't like it no i, I really liked it. no oh. but that's the thing is that like when we talked about this movie off mic you didn't really weren't even interested in this movie. Oh, I, oh, I, I oh asked yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh, I thought you really? meant after I watched it. I thought you meant after no, I watched no, no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I do like it. <laughs> but <laughs> no, 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 yeah. No. Before I watched it, that's why I was like, I was like, oh, it's about a guy who likes music. I'm like, oh, that's whatever. It's like, cool. uh, and, here's and then the I watched this. it. And I was like, oh wow, it's it's a lot deeper than that. But <laughs> that's what I got from it. But I think, from in my perspective, I huh. feel like you were expecting something completely different yeah and you got something like on a whole nother ballpark not even ballpark different sport no it's not even that i mean yes it has something to do with that but i like like i just said about wonder woman man i'm I'm more than willing to suspend my disbelief and and suspend my own fucking personal beliefs of what a movie should be and what it could be and what it was to me what it was marketed as Mm -hmm. that's fine like it's cool i don't care I can move past it and enjoy this movie. And I do enjoy the movie. Like, I, I like it. I just don't think it's 
anywhere near as good as any of the other Pixar movies. Mm. Like, oh yeah, no. Like, if, if, comparing it to other Pixar movies now, right? And I don't even think it does anything new for the specific like you're dead. Realize the stuff you did wrong in life. Movies, mm. like it doesn't even do that well. Like we just did Christmas Carols. Like those movies are about changing your life for the betterment and realizing how much of a douche you are. Like yeah. this kind of movie is like also realizing your your lack of ability that you've done things with, you know, mm-hmm. there has that whole sad scene where he's like sitting at a diner eating food or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, and watching this movie, I thought like, damn, I, the one thing I realized while watching this movie while everybody else was having their, like, what are they called? Their, their, their epiphanies about their own lives. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, okay. I already know about that. Like, <laughs> I get this, like I've already been hit with this thing of feeling like a lack of a, doing anything like i don't have oh. this like i've already been through been beaten down this hard <laughs> like we just lived through yeah. one of the worst years ever and like yeah. i besides that like i've already lived through terrible shit this doesn't really do much for me like yeah. i understand why some people felt really sad and got a lot of emotion out of it like i get it they tried yeah but like it didn't hit me like up did like up hit me in a whole nother fucking level than this did Really? And yeah, yeah, the, it's more the, than just the intro, or, ju- or more than just the intro. The yeah. entirety of the movie was great. Mm-hmm. Like Inside Out even hits me harder than this movie. Like this movie yeah. tried really hard at making you like. I feel like they were trying to be like, hey, don't waste the opportunity of life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. For everybody else who doesn't realize that they're not doing what they want, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Am I doing what I want? No, not particularly. I'm not yeah. doing what I want, but I also know that what i am doing is good enough for me right now and and this movie i'm glad that it exists for those people that feel that haven't had that epiphany that haven't hit, gotten hit by that freaking mm-hmm. lightning rug to do whatever they want to do for, to pick up a new hobby to follow their dreams to follow the, everything they've ever wanted to do that people have yeah. said they couldn't do like I, i'm glad this movie exists for you but yeah. i think there's plenty of other movies that do it better i and one of the things that i was when i was watching this movie ironically that it kept bringing me up that i felt like it reminded me so much about is La La Land. Like I feel like La La mm-hmm. Land did this trope on the music side better than this movie did. Oh yeah, most and definitely. I th- and I think there's a lot of other movies that do does the. Like, By the way, La La Land is one of my eight and nine area movies. Yeah, <laughs> for and those I, of you listening, <laughs> and it's and it's great for so many reasons. And this movie, I feel like, was just copying tropes from other movies. And I feel like this is something recently that's mm-hmm. been happening with Pixar and this was a question I was going to pose to you and to the listeners is like, honestly, I don't think Pixar movies are made for me anymore. Like there's very few Pixar movies of recent years that hit me the way that old Pixar movies did. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that, Oh, they're not, these movies aren't good. These like, I'm not like saying like, Oh, you're shitting all of my childhood. Like there's fucking over exaggerators. I'm saying like, I don't know if these movies are for me anymore. I think I'm more into animated movies that maybe are more indie ish. Or that deal with emotions that that do it better. Uh, I don't know. Like I said last two weeks ago, like Klaus was awesome, and that I thought that story was done well better than this movie. Yeah, and it's ironic because when I look at the slate of movies that like Pixar has released, like the movie before this was Onward, and Onward was dope. I think Onward. Oh yeah. yeah. Onward like hit me harder than this movie did, and no one was saying like I'm crying tears about Onward. Like Mm -hmm. it's not the same thing, and somehow this movie did, and I think it's because it deals with death, and people have not accepted death as well. (laughs) (laughs) Like apparently, people have suddenly realized they're scared of dying. Yeah. And I've always been scared of dying. And like when I think about it, like Toy Story Four was not my favorite Toy Story. Incredibles Two was a letdown for me, and those are the other two movies, and then Coco. 
Like Coco was great. <laughs> Coco was great. I and thought you said you like Incredibles too. It's a letdown. I like parts of it. Like I told you that one part, that one scene where they do like kind of the X Men thing of like, hey, I felt like I could come out as a hero mm-hmm. was kind of an analogy for I can come out with my sexuality, mm-hmm. and I thought that was well done. But I think it's a disconjointed movie, just like this movie was. Okay, that's yeah. why at the end of the day, I'm like this is seven being nice. If I'm being mean, it's like a no. six, seven point one for me. And and ironically, like <laughs> this is something I kind of wanted to get into in the podcast, which is like. When it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, don't ever look at a Rotten Tomato score. Because as per usual, Disney Pixar is always <laughs> going to be super high. I told you about that. And it's I, true, man. Yeah. Ever since you told me that, I've always looked at that and realized yeah, like, no. It just makes no sense that Cinderella, the live action one, is like, what, an 80 or it's something like that? 80 something percent. I'm like, no way. Yeah. Like, what? That's, no. And like, and, it, and it's always hit like that. Like, you look at these reviews, and it's funny because you can see them. These movies came out at the exact same time. They yeah. came out at the exact kind of time period that we're living in. Wonder Woman gets crapped on for it being disconjointed and it being weird. And I look at Soul and I'm like, this is just as disconjointed. I feel mm-hmm. like they were trying to make two or three movies out of one movie. So, w- why does the disconjointedness in Wonder Woman work and not in Soul? Um, because I know for a fact, <laughs> I like to see more. No, <laughs> no, I think I know for a fact that Wonder Woman isn't trying to take itself too seriously. And I think soul and Pixar in general tries to take themselves as like, like God tier movies of trying to hit you hard in the field. Really? Yeah. Absolutely, man. Just look at the movies, right? Like I, don't I just think, said, I don't think they do, but anyways, go ahead. Well, you don't think they do hit you emotionally? You mean? No. Uh, or you don't think that they are trying to do that. Mm -hmm. I can't agree with that statement because look at onward onwards about not having a fam, uh, a parent in your life. And that is trying to hit you and hit certain people harder than others. Do you know how that story was made? I'll I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. But like, and then going back toy story four, what's it trying to give up? Like it's time to give up your childhood dream, your childhood thoughts and move on and move on with your life. Mm. Again, trying to hit a certain group of people a certain sort of a certain way. Yeah, Incredibles true too. I have no idea what the hell they were trying to do with that movie, so we're just gonna move on. Coco, trying to make you remember, like, hey, you got to remember where you came from, and you got to remember that the afterlife is important. Your yeah. family is important. Family is important. Yeah. Family is important. Cars three, ironically, oh, great, I haven't seen it. A great movie, and it has to deal with like knowing that once you've reached the end, it's time to move on, mm. and. It, and acceptance. Yeah. And like, and all Pixar movies are like that. They they all deal with some sort of emotion and they all try to hit you in a, they try to hit you in the feels. I hate to use that t- phrase yeah. that's been overused, but it's true. And I think that's, I think that's okay for Pixar to do. Yeah. And I think it's okay, just like I think it's okay for me to be like, this movie didn't do that for me. And it makes me wonder if Pixar movies are still being made for me. And, and so for, you saying that like so i know there's like there's a way of saying this more eloquently yeah of course but every story is always going to be repeat repeat oh yeah of course and it's never going to be one original story because there's you can always bring it back down yes you learn that as a writer and like as a yeah of course who reads a lot you're like oh i I feel like i've read this somewhere but it's a little it takes a little bit from everywhere and and, and there's a reason i can tell the ending of most movies yeah and then so but going back to it um, I feel like um that these stories that like 
you're saying that they feel like you're repeating it. It's because it's for a new generation, and it's and it's told by a new generation of people who no, like true. who are like oh I remember one like I have a a whole another version that I thought of that would be great to fit in with it blah blah, blah. yeah and like I just I want to tell it a different way you know that yeah. fits to mine. Which is great. Like right. it's great. That's what movies are for. Like of course. that's what stories are for. Is like oh, like I like oh, that sounds like blah blah blah. And like yeah, but this is like different because it has to deal with like the brother instead of the dad. And yes, or it has to do with the mom. Or it has to deal with the aunt. I had a special connection with my aunt. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have special connections with their aunt or yeah. or their uncle. And oh, like I agree with you. And it's so you're always gonna get that. And I feel like Pixar has finally hit that moment in their lives or in their production where it's like some of these stories are going to repeat it's been what over 20 years yes so and i think that's a really good point oh okay so real quick onward <laughs> i forgot i almost yeah forgot. no no you're good so onward the way that story was written was this uh got the writer of the movie um he and his brother like um like their dad had passed away right mm-hmm. and um they weren't really connected or whatever, and they had to help their mom clean out the closet. The dad was like a journalist, and he would always record like he had these records of like these tape recordings of like you know him recording, but he would only record over the same tape over and over again and just use the same tape over and over again. Well, that's a dumb thing. So something like that. It was <laughs> something like that where he had a bunch of tapes, but he you could never hear him. Oh, okay. Like or I think it was that. Like you can never hear him. It was just the other person talking. Okay. So he like click it open and people would talk, and um. He uh he was listening through all of them and he uh he finally found one where um he saw his uh a test one mm. and it was and he it was he had never met his dad before his older brother did but he didn't right and he had never heard his dad's voice and he heard his dad say uh two words out of that tape and it was both hello and goodbye. Hmm. I mean that, that 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 that's crazy. Are, those are the only two words he ever heard his father say. And it, and it fits extremely well with the whole with what the movie's about, you know. Yeah. And I think that's that maybe that's one of the reasons why I like Onward and some of the Pixar movies, where the emotion they're trying to elicit or the the thought, the idea they're trying to get you to get towards, it comes from like a part within them, right? Like. Well, this guy who wrote Onward and mm. he had that same kind of thing that his character goes through. Yeah. He writes about what happened in personal experience. I don't think this guy died. I don't think Pete Doctor died. I don't think he had a <laughs> near-death experience. So why the hell is he going to... That's why I don't think it hits me that way. Maybe that's what it... No, I'm not saying that's why. I should say maybe that's why it doesn't hit me that way. Maybe. He might have just written... He might have co-written it. Um, From writers? what I looked up, he it says he wrote it. Hmm. It says... Story and screenplay by. Wow. So, and and he, and he has a lot of credits under his name. Like, he did the story and screenplay of Up. He did my favorite Pixar movie, Wally. So, it's not like I have anything against this dude. Yeah. He did Wally. <laughs> and yeah, he did do Monsters Inc. It's his original story. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this guy's just really good at mythology because Monsters Inc. has, like, out of all the movies, the best mythology. Hands down, yeah. yeah. And, and I think the whole, like, story and lore that you get out of Wally is interesting, too, that we yeah. destroyed ourselves. Like, maybe that's what he should be doing. Maybe he should be just be world building. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like, maybe Pixar has reached that point that they're repeating stuff and it's time to get rid of all the people that are currently writing stories and go hire new people. No, I don't think it's. 
I don't know. I think it's just time to find like a different story or maybe, or yeah, maybe time to find different writers. Cause I mean, it was a different writer for Onward and that one kind of hit home more for you. So right. who knows? Maybe you're right, but it's kind of hard. Cause like, Oh, it's so, definitely hard. I'm not saying like some, especially with animation. It's kind of hard to find somebody who's like willing to pull the trigger on something like that's as hard, especially when you have a lot that that's been good yeah. already. And oh, like, of oh, course, man. It's time. Hey, it's your turn. Like to batter up, you know, like oh, I don't know if I can hit a home run like you guys did. That's it's a good cool. point. Like it's cool. It's like okay, Toy Story four. Like, <laughs> and I mentioned, I mentioned this all the time. I mentioned this phrase like it's a sophomore slump, right? Like, but this isn't a sophomore slump for Pixar, but maybe mm. it is a giant segment of sophomore slumps for them, like that where they just don't hit me and maybe other They're people. They're hitting their second Disney Renaissance. You know? Yeah, Remember, maybe it's like, time. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe like I think this. That's what comic books do. Like, mm-hmm. ironically enough, we're talking about comic books again, but like, comic books writers don't write forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to revamp the entire story. There's got to be some sort of crisis event that mm-hmm. changes everything. And so, that's, I think, what might have to happen. Wonder Woman. So, did I ask you, like, what would you do differently? No. No, no. I mean, or how, somewhat you how asked would me. You, how would you have done Wonder Woman? This like, new one? Think? Like I know how I would have done it. You want to hear? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I would have. I think I would have done what you said earlier. Like I had already had that idea, but stayed in Timascara. Yep. Not left that the been island at all. Again. That would. I would have stayed in there. Or if they, if let's say a producer's like, you gotta leave that island. You can't stay there. I'm like, oh, fine. Indiana Jones. I'm going full Indiana. Wonder Woman is Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and she's trying to take like if. I mean, she's going to take on a big baddie at the end. Right. Or in between or whatever. You could still keep it as Cheetah. Yeah. And it'd still be Cheetah. And like she's like the guardian of CG. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it'd be like that. Like, yeah. Like they somehow work together. Like, and then she turns into the Cheetah. And like, you know, like Wonder Woman already has a freaking lasso, you know? Like, it's. I feel like that would fit better into her, her mythology. Yeah. Rather than like, like Wonder Woman in the city. Like. This movie is essentially Wonder Woman was essentially Shazam crossing with Captain Marvel. Yeah, because they tried to make a funny comedy esque movie with a period piece, which is not a period. I mean, I guess it's the, technically a period, mm-hmm. but that's what they tried to do. And just like Thor doesn't fit in. Our world, Wonder Woman doesn't either. Mm-hmm. And a full Themyscira thing makes sense where a woman is a cheetah. But mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense in Washington, D.C. So mm-hmm. that, I agree with you. I would have done that. And then you could still keep the first dope-ass intro and, like, make Cheetah trying to, like, skip ahead of, instead of getting, like, stronger by working out. She mm-hmm. gets stronger stronger by using some magical item. Yeah. And then don't bring Steve Trevor back. Make it so that way, like, she's heartbroken. She feels alone and quote-unquote man's world yeah so she tries to go back home and they're deciding whether or not they allow her back in they put her on trial the amazonian trialness happens and they she's got to like prove herself to be true amazonian she has to fight people and she has to like fight them and go on a quest kind of like the indiana jones thing you can make this whole thing all about greek culture because that's what wonder woman is it's greek culture and you don't use it Mm. You don't use it. So why waste? I mean, you already wasted it with freaking Ares in the first movie. Yeah. And this one, you kind of brought up Hephaestus, but you didn't go deeper into Greek god lore. Like, you should have just gone all the way into it, man. Like, 
give us something dope with Greek mythology. There isn't really that many good Greek movies yeah. that have been made in recent years. And then uh, I'm not even going to ask you about how you would remake Soul. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't have an answer for it. I would double down on the culture aspect of the thing and double down on the music. Because I feel like I think it was super strong in the idea of it being about music. And they didn't use the music aspect enough, I think. Okay. I think they could have done more with it. And and I would have enjoyed it more. Less about, like, the whole dying aspect and not... Mm-hmm. And, like, make it about fulfilling your dreams, not being, not about wasting your life. Right. And that would be an up... I, I don't necessarily love uplifting stories, but I think it will work better that way. Yeah. And it still gives you the same kind of thing to give children, like, hey, follow your dreams, kiddo. Yeah. That's true. You know, it's uh, George Lucas said that like every Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. he, he it, the only trope or not trope, but like the only thing that's a requirement to it is that it gives it gives the ending that at the end of every movie there's a little bit of hope. Right. And he's like, he's like, he's like, it's 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 not because it makes a good story. It's not because it's what the characters need. It's not because of this. It's because the people who are watching this are kids, and the thing that kids need more than anything is hope. Hope yeah. that things will turn around. Hope that things will get better. Hope that like these movies will get better. No, uh, I mean. <laughs> hope that like you know things will change. And he's like, that's why at the end of every Star Wars movie, it's there's always just a little bit of hope. Just like we hope. That you still enjoy these podcasts every week. Yeah. Oh, I had I had a question for you <laughs> yeah. before we end this. Okay. What movies are you excited for 2021? Ooh. Um, we already kind of named a few. The Matrix 4, because it's okay. for sure coming out. Uh, Jurassic World, what is it, Dominion? Mm-hmm. Dominion? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then Suicide Squad. Yes. Uh, those are mostly those movies, comic book movies. Um, Jungle Cruise? Is it coming out this year? Mm-hmm. Okay, then Jungle Cruise because I I love the Jungle <laughs> Cruise ride and The Rock is awesome and Batman. What's your face? The Batman. Huh? I don't I don't know if the Batman's coming out. I don't think they've been able to finish production yet because yes. of COVID. I thought it was supposed to come out already. They had to go back to reshoot because they stopped for a while. Wow. Well, the other movie which is not as well known that I'm really excited about is In the Heights. Yes, I was going to mention that one. Uh, it's a Lin Manuel Miranda musical. Um, his first original one that he did. Uh, Anthony Ramos comes out in it. A few other people come out. Oh, uh, was there any Stephanie Beatrice, the girl yeah, 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 from, from Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yes, she comes out in it. This movie should be amazing. Uh, the musical was great. We won a bunch of Tonys. I'm really excited for that movie. I think. Okay, what about? Um, do you have? No, any- I hate it. Huh? <laughs> I just said no. I hate it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you see anything like coming out that you? Oh, uh, for me, uh, French Dispatch. Do you know what that is? No. It's a Wes Anderson film. Oh, really? He's making another one. He, he's he been making it. I know. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's still making movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. Uh, but no, yeah, that I that's I think that's one of the ones that I'm mostly looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, Where else? There's a lot coming up. And... I don't know. I feel like there's not a lot coming out, but a lot of good stuff, like good content coming out, you know? I think there's a lot of good stuff that could come out, and I think that that's good. 
<laughs> okay. That's uh that's my that's my feelings. I right. think there's a lot of good stuff coming out and hopefully they actually come out now that we have a handle on how to release movies during a pandemic. Yeah. Did you know there's they're making another Cinderella? Is this correct? Cinderella? I have no idea. Maybe we should just with end Camila the podcast. Cab- with Camila Cabello. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Anyways, and with that, we end the podcast. Thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great year and you hope you keep listening to us and we hope that we get popular. <laughs>